This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Very excited about our lead guest tonight on Sports Talk with Jock because he is the president and the general manager of your Calgary Stampeders. He was also part of that coaching staff of that 1992 Grey Cup championship team here in Calgary. Of course, they're going to be honored this weekend. The legacy game is the Hamilton Tiger Cats are in town. Uh, let's say good afternoon and good evening to our good friend John Huffnagel. Mr. Huffnagel, how are you? Chaco, how you doing, my man? I am at, you've missed me. You you like coming on this radio show, right? Oh, hey, you don't <laughs> believe how much I sleep better now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am sure that is 100%. <laughs> hey, I, I do want to talk about that 1992 championship team, but if you don't mind, just a couple of quick questions, you know, on on the start of the season. Your your football team is 3-1-1, one, and, one. and wow. you know, hey, there's been some injuries, there's been some issues, but overall, from a general manager perspective. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first five games, John? No, I, I'm pleased with the results. We played hard, uh, competed each and every game. Uh, you know, we made our share of mistakes that we have to clean up. Uh, we have had adversity. And that's not a bad thing to have early in the season after uh, a season like we had last year. Uh, we wanted the players to realize it's a dogfight. Uh, you know, Mother Nature took care of that and put that adversity in place because of all the things that happened before the uh, training camp even started and during training camp in the first few games. So, you know, I'm pleased in the direction that uh, our team is going. Uh, Dave has done an excellent job, as he did last year, and with the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, We need to get better. I think that was the first thing Dave said after last week's victory. Hey, it's a great win, but we need to get better. We realize that, and hopefully – we will strive to do that. Is that fair of me to say that that maybe was the best complete effort of the season against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Would you agree with that or disagree with that, John? Well, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you, Jock, ever. I, I realize <laughs> the, the problem with that. But, you know, it, it, it was a good team effort. Uh, you know, but our two games against Ottawa, uh, they were both barn burners. Uh, there was ebbs and uh, tied in all three phases of the game. You have to say that's a pretty good team effort, too. Uh, we we just have to uh, – uh, our defense dominated the first half, and that's what separates us. I know it's been frustrating for Dave because he really doesn't know what he has right now with 15 players on the six-game injury list. Some of those players are getting a little closer. Dave has said, boy, I've never seen anything like this. You had to deal with your share of injuries when you were the coach because it was next man up, Huff. But, but boy, this this is almost unheard of, isn't it? Well, what complicated the problem is that we had four players come into training camp that we thought would need a a week to 10 days during training camp to be healthy. And they never made it out of training camp, never got on the field, and they started the season on six games. So when you start with four uh, from the previous year injuries, uh, and then you have the problems that we did early on, that's that's really created the situation that it has. Mm -hmm. You know, kudos to our, our scouting department. Uh, and great credit to our coaching staff uh, to get replacements, to coach them up, and, you know, let them have a chance to play winning football. 
I think that shows the depth of this organization. There is no question about that. Now, I know it doesn't hurt your salary cap per se because, you know, six games don't count against, you know, the cap. But it has to affect your budget, John, because you still have to pay these players. Yeah, no question. It is a budget item. Uh, that's part of my responsibility right now. Uh, but, you know, uh, we have to go uh, with the flow a bit. And hopefully uh, our sick game injured list, like you said, after this game, some of them will be coming off and no future players will be going on. Well, hopefully Josh Bell's not going on. Uh, I'm hearing some things that he he may have to go on. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens on, on that front. But uh, but Huff, you know, when you break it down, uh, you have to be very happy to have a quarterback like Bo Levi Mitchell who is who is running the show. Because as you know, as as I think all fans know, this is a quarterback driven league, and and I think the Stampeders are very fortunate to have one of the best in the game. No question. I mean, Bo number one is a winning quarterback. His record speaks for itself. He's a very, very driven quarterback. Uh, the game is very important to him. But more importantly, winning football games is even more important. And to, to have that type of person as your leader, you know that you know, he's going to give you every opportunity to, to win each and every game day. So, yeah, we're very fortunate. And, you know, he has a good uh, cast around him. Uh, you know, and we hope that... We, he stays standing up all year long and that we can help support him and we win a lot of games. Stampeder President and General Manager John Huffnagel, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. I wanted to ask the Bo Levi question because it just segues nicely into my next question. Doug Flutie, who arrived in our city tonight and, of course, is going to be honored uh, you know, with the Legacy Game, the 1992 uh, Grey Cup Championship team this weekend. And, of course, Huff, you were part of the coaching staff. That was, you know, everybody talks about the players. That was a pretty good coaching staff. You know, Wally Buono on that uh, staff, Tom Higgins, George Cortez, Don Southern. Uh, boy, there's some, uh, some uh, you know, coach of the years, uh, you know, on, on that staff. That was a pretty impressive staff, too, wasn't it? Well, it was a more impressive uh, uh, player player <laughs> roster than, than staff. Uh, the, high, the, the highlight of that coaching staff was Wally Belugin. Is that right, eh? Now, now, now why, do you, why do you say that? You know, Wally was, was a young coach at the time. No, he was a young coach, but uh, he understood the Canadian game, understood what it took to win, understood what he had to do to make the team different from what it was for the previous five, six, seven years, or however long. And he accomplished that in a very short amount of time. Uh, he uh, had absolutely phenomenal years, the first three, four, five years, as far as winning losses. Got to the Great Cup twice, we won it. I mean, he did everything you can expect from a head coach, along with dealing with all the other problems that were going on with the Calvary State Stampeders at that time, and I'm talking about financial. Yes. No, well, well, you're right. You know, we, we went from a situation, you know, with the SOS campaign in, in the late 80s to, you know, obviously Larry Rickman coming in, and, and some people may not like Larry Rickman, some people may hate Larry Rickman, uh, but as Kenny Moore told me uh, earlier this week at the, at the Stampeder Alumni Golf Tournament, you know, uh, Kenny Moore, uh, uh, sorry, Larry Rickman did a lot of good things for the organization, and, and uh, you know, really did, you know, help out at, at a really tough time. No, he, Larry had a heart of gold, and the team was very important to him. Uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out. Right. 
Right. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about Doug Flutie since he arrived in our city tonight. You had to obviously, uh, you know, work with him. You're a former quarterback. You knew what a special talent he was. Uh, what made him so special? Because this Canadian game, I think, John, was, was made for Doug Flutie. Well, I mean, football was made for Doug Flutie. Uh, the Canadian game enhances that. I mean, Doug, uh, such a competitive person. Uh, I don't care what you're playing against him. He's going to beat you. He's going to do everything he can to beat you, and he's going to stay up all night to prepare to beat you. That's how important winning is to him. And when you have that type of competitive uh, desire, you have that type of athleticism, uh, you have that vision as far as playing the position of quarterback, and you have the accuracy and the elusiveness, uh, you, you have a great player, and that's what Doug is. Game in, game out, week in and week out, Doug gave his best. Uh, I always ask the quarterbacks after uh, the day after the game to come in and evaluate themselves. And the first thing Doug would always say is, Huff, I played my butt off, and I couldn't argue with that. And that's what you want from your players. Well, he was a winner, and, and his winning percentage spoke for himself. And, you know, I talked to a couple of his offensive linemen, you know, you could either Rocco or Coverington or, you know, Kenny Moore, and, and they always talked about, you know, he was an interesting guy to play in front of because sometimes he would ad-lib, and, and, and you didn't know what the heck he was doing. Uh, was that frustrating as, as a coach sometimes? No. Uh, i tell you what, it was a pleasure. Uh, the first time that I realized what Doug Foody is all about, uh, it was the first regular season game. We're about midfield, and I call a screen pass to the tailback, and the tailback is covered up so Doug can't throw it to him. So he does his really bird, runs around back there, and throws a 50-yard touchdown pass in the end zone. Just like, just like we threw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the coaches look good. I like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and that's, what, uh, that's what Doug gained. Part of Doug's game was. I mean, Doug was still a guy that would go back, read the defense, throw the strikes, you know, understand what's going on. But he had that exceptional ability also to go outside the lines and make plays. Mm-hmm. Um, there are similarities, but there are not similarities. If, if you compare a guy like, you know, I, I look at Bo Levi's winning percentage, you know, I, I look at the way he can complete his percentage of passes, uh, but, but there because Bo Levi doesn't do the running that Doug Flutie does. Uh, are, are there any comparisons that you can talk about between these two? Well, a lot of comparisons. Number one, their competitive nature. Number two, the importance of winning football games and the time they put into it. Uh, number three, their vision. Number four, their accuracy. Uh, you know, uh, Doug is a little bit uh, more elusive than, than Bo. Uh, Bo probably has a little bit stronger arm than Doug. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of comparisons. They're different style quarterbacks, but you hit on the biggest thing. They're both winning quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's what fans definitely want to see. You know, that receiving core in 92 was pretty impressive, too, whether it was Pee Wee Smith. I talked to Pee Wee earlier this week at the golf tournament. Sponge, Derek Crawford, Alan Pitts. Uh, there was some talent there, Coach. Does uh, Pee Wee play golf? <laughs> He's a golfaholic, I think. <laughs> well, good for him. Uh, yeah, we had a great receiving core. I mean, uh, yeah, we were a very talented football team. Uh, both offense and defense and special mm-hmm. teams. Uh, and we're, and I'm, I'm glad we won the Grey Cup because we deserve to win the Grey Cup. 
There is no doubt about that. And I know Greg Peterson, who was part of that team as well, and, and he says the most impressive thing for him from you know a defensive perspective was, you know, you looked at the number of, I guess we call them now, you know, nationals on the defensive line, and whether it was Kent Warnick and Stu Laird and Strako Zizakovic, uh, that team really bucked the trend. You know, I know the Calgary Stampeders of 2017, uh, they would play the extra Canadian and, uh, you know, you, you know as, as far as the ratio goes, but this team also played extra Canadians. You're right, and, you know, for three years now, we played with an extra Canadian. Mm-hmm. And that just gives you more flexibility to handle situations and shows you that uh, there's a lot of good, very good Canadian talent in the league. You just got to find them. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, John Huffnagel, he is the president and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. We're talking about the legacy game coming up this weekend as the 1992 Grey Cup champions are going to be honored at McMahon Stadium. Uh, Doug Flutie will be here for the legacy lunch on Friday. So if you haven't got a ticket yet, uh, we'll make sure you you get out and join us at the Red and White Club on Friday. Uh, Besides the Grey Cup championship, what's your biggest takeaway from that 92 team, John? The biggest takeaway? Oh, just winning the championship. I okay. mean, in the 91 team, you know, we got to the Great Cup. Uh, you know, we were the very determined team in 92 to get there again and, and finish the job, and we accomplished it. Yeah, and, and, and that's, what, that's what it's all about, accomplishing the job. Are you going to, you know, I, I know you're going to be a little busy this weekend, but uh, you're looking forward to seeing a bunch of your old uh, uh, players on that team? <laughs> oh, no question about it. I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with a lot of the players, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next couple of days. Yeah, there's going to be, uh, what was Kenny Moore telling me, about uh, 36 uh, members. And, you know, whether it was administration, whether it was coaches, uh, you know, whether it was players, uh, that's going to be a pretty good uh, turnout this weekend. So, John, it's always fun to reminisce, you know, about the uh, 92 championship team. But I guess before I let you go, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats will provide the opposition. Now, they haven't won yet this season. Uh, that's a wounded bear that Ken Austin has right now. They do have a very talented quarterback in, in Zach Caleros, uh, what do you expect this weekend on the field? Oh, we uh, expect their best effort uh, to date. We expect them to be more uh, mistake-free uh, against us. Uh, they they try to do a lot of things defensively in the first part of the season. Uh, they calmed things down last week, and they played better defense. Uh, I believe that, that will be the case uh, on Saturday. Uh, offensively, they have to get on track, but who knows when that's will happen. Uh, Zach Calaris is a dangerous quarterback. Uh, they have a special teams guy that I don't want to punt the ball to. <laughs> Believe me, I don't. But uh, we'll have to occasionally during the game. Hopefully it's only on occasion. Uh, basically what I'm saying is uh, we have our hands full. We realize that each and every week, no matter who our opponent is, hopefully we can come out and battle and another win well and i hope we see another great crowd like we did last saturday night to huff because uh, that was that was gold and uh, you know i know it was saskatchewan rough riders but i tell you what it's going to be a beautiful night for football yeah. so we better get out to the stadium right yeah i mean it was heartwarming to, to to see the crowd i mean even though some of them were in green jerseys good for them they came out and they're cfl fans uh you know it, it was great I, I, I love to see that more often but i truly appreciate the fans that do come uh, we have a great fan base. Uh, like to expand on it. Huff, always a pleasure. You know you're welcome to come back on Sports Talk with Jock anytime you want. You know what, Jock? Uh, I've had a very, very peaceful life for the last 
So, uh, oh come on! You're missing me. You're missing me. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you at the stadium on Saturday. Good stuff, man. All Have right. A good night. You betcha, Bye-bye. John Huffnagel. He is the president and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. Actually, we'll see Huff at uh, probably the Legacy Lunch on Friday at uh, the Red and White Club. Uh, that is a ticketed event. You need tickets uh, to get to the Legacy Lunch on Friday. I-, I should remind you, though, there is going to be the Legacy Tailgate. Uh, that is happening right before the game on Saturday. It's a 7.30 kickoff against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, you don't want to miss it, Stampeder fans. Should be a lot of fun opportunities to get uh, some autographs from the players of that 1992 championship team. Obviously, you can just, uh, you know, shoot the you-know-what with the players as well. That's what Kenny Moore was saying uh, earlier this week. So an opportunity to meet and greet with the players, maybe have the odd uh, photo with the players as well. And it's all part of the Legacy Day festivities for the game on Saturday. Here's the deal. I got a pair of tickets right now to that game. So if you want to go, just be caller number 7 at 403-974-TALK, 403-974-8255. Not only will you win tickets to the game, but you will also win VIP passes to that Legacy Day tailgate before the game, which includes a food and beverage voucher. So you don't want to miss that. Caller number 7, you're going to the game this weekend. Compliments of News Talk 770. This is Sports Talk with Jock. Sports Talk with Jock, weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.